Okay, we are here, Bezer Hashem, beginning Perek Aleph, the first Perek in Shara Kniya. We began with the introduction, the Psicha, the introduction to explain why he wants to write about humility, and now we're up to the first chapter, Perek Rishain. He's going to describe, for starters, what is Kniya. It's a, it's a word that we're not so familiar, Kniya. What does this word mean? So really translates as humility. But what is the humility that we're talking about here? What is this essence of being humble? Let's first describe it, what it is, and then we can learn ways of how to attain it, when it should be used, and when not. Says the Chavis Halvovis, Avalakniya, Perek Aleph, Avalakniya, he shiflus hanefesh v'shachusa. It is a lowliness of one's nefesh. Vishachusa, feeling low. Umiut erko etzla. And a minimizing of one's value to itself. Vihimida mimida is nefesh. And this is a mida of the many different facets of the Midas HaNefesh. So let's explain what that means. First of all, what it means to be humble is not perfunctory actions. Like we explained in the, in the psycho already. A person could be doing actions of humility, serving people, subservient to people, and yet be extremely arrogant. So humility cannot be measured in terms of actions. Humility is a feeling. It's, a, it's a, an attitude that a person has. That's what humility is. Either the person has it and feels it, and the truth is, it's very hard to know if a person is truly humble. Now, as an outgrowth for real humility, he'll explain, what follows is actions of humility, actions of a person who is humble. And you could see by the way he speaks, by the way he interacts with people, by the way he acts. So you could get a sense if a person's humble. And those who are truly humble, you could actually sense that. But not always. Because humility is really is a midah in the nefesh. It's shiftless ha-nefesh. One has to feel that his nefesh is low. Now, what is that supposed to mean? We're going to see, as when we see in Perik Bays in the second chapter... It does not mean to have a low self-esteem. That's incorrect. A low self-esteem actually is contrary to humility. But that we'll see in, in the second chapter. What humility really means is that the person doesn't feel that he is of greatness, of value in, in, in the fact of what he has. Why? For the simple reason is that every person, or any person, whatever he has is given by someone else. What a person has is is not his own. What a person has is just that he was given that. He was given it by Hashem. How smart he is, how he looks, how strong he is, how talented he is, and the list goes on and on. Every person was given that. That was innate in his nature when he was born, when he was created. Who gave him this? Hashem gave him this. Hashem gave him this. Hashem made it that that he is that he is this way. 
So for a person to be arrogant, to take pride in that he's smart, in that he's wealthy, in that he's strong, in that he's talented, that he's articulate, all of that, who gave him that? Is it something that's, uh, that's special to him? Is it something that he did, that he worked on? It was all given to him. Imagine the, uh, the teller at the local bank pulls out a wad of hundreds and counting them out and gives, the, gives you a ten hundreds, gives you a thousand dollars because you withdraw that from your account. The, does the teller feel good? Huh, look at that. I distributed a thousand dollars to this person. No, it's, it's not the teller's money. It's the bank's money. It's, they're holding your money. They don't feel good about that. Right? There's nothing innate value, valuable about themselves. So when a person realizes that everything that he has only comes from a different source, only comes from any that's God-given talents, God-given smarts, God-given strength. So it's not his. So therefore, miut erka etzla, he doesn't feel that he has a, a minimization. He minimizes the, the value that minimizes the value that he feels for himself. Now, as we explained the other night, this does not mean to say that a person can't understand that the strength and ability he has to affect God's mercy, how Hashem will deal with the world, how the what will happen in terms of world events are all really affected by every single person's actions and his deeds. There's no question about that. And in that sense, in terms of what we do and how we use all of these God-given talents, uh, certainly that has to be understood by way of appreciating them and val- giving them value, no question about it. But in terms of the fact that because I have all of these abilities, because I have a sense of greatness within myself, therefore I say, well, that must make me great, that is where humility comes in. Humility of the person understands that it's, for him, there's nothing to be proud about. There's nothing to be arrogant about because it's not something that he brought for himself. It's something that he just has. Now, you you will ask a question, well, what if he built up a whole fortune and therefore he built up this multi-million dollar business? Well, we already learned Shara Bitochen and we realized who orchestrated that multi-million dollar business that this person built up. Who would, That was only given by HaKadosh Baruch right? The person could think, well, he's, he happens to be, uh, you know, he has healed 6,545 patients already that he's done, done surgery on, and those were all the successes. Well, he feels great in terms of his ability to be a surgeon and his skilled hands. Who gave him those skilled hands? That he, he, he worked on it? He, he acquired it? That was given to him. Now, let's... Someone asked the, uh, the Mashkiach about this point. Well, one second. It's true that all of these talents that a person has, the ability as he has, that's God-given. But doesn't the person choose to do the right thing? I mean, he chose to use those talents to do the right thing, to make the right decisions. What we call Bechira, the free choice that a person has. And he chose to do that. So can the person get a sense of pride, a sense of arrogance, conceit by the fact that he chose to do the right thing? 
So listen to this brilliant answer that the Mashkiach Zolgazuntzayn that my Rebbe gave. He says, one second. Let, let's put this in perspective. He says, let's say you're walking down the street and a car stops and he says, could you tell me which way to get to the bank? Now, you know he has to make a left at the corner. Now, you could say, make a right at the corner. Would you do that? No. You say, make a left at the corner. What do you do? You did the right thing. You did what every proper person, every proper human being should do. Now, do you keep on walking and say, ah, look at that. I feel so proud of myself that I just told the person the right direction. You know, I could have told them to go the the wrong way. I didn't do that. I made the right decision. Do you feel proud about yourself? Of course not. That's the right thing to do. Really, it should be natural that we want to do the right thing. So everything that we do in terms of choosing the right things to do, choosing to learn Torah, choosing to daven, choosing to do mitzvahs, why should it be different? Shouldn't that be natural? Shouldn't that be no different than giving the person the right directions and you take pride in that? You feel arrogant because you did the right thing? It should be only natural to do the right thing. Now, it's true, we have a sense of, well, there's a struggle sometimes. I don't want to do the right thing. That's true. But if you had the ability to, uh, uh, if you, you had this urge to steal, to steal somebody's wallet because he wasn't looking and it was on the table, and you didn't do it, you, you come home and say, I feel so proud of myself. I could have taken that guy's wallet. I didn't do it. You feel proud about yourself? You feel proud because you didn't do the wrong thing? Doing the right thing should be natural. That should be the... the that should be the, the regular modus operandi of a person's life. So it's not something to take pride in. The, the person who is going to acquire kinia, humility, will understand that everything that he does, everything that he has, is God-given. And really, he's supposed to do the right things. That's the way he's supposed to live life, to do the right things. Like the Mishnah says in Mesech the Savais, even if you learned a lot of Torah, don't take credit for yourself. That's why you were created. And you were created to be able to learn a lot of Torah. You were created to be able to have wealth. You were created to be able to be such a kind-hearted person and be generous with your time and resources. You were created to be a skilled doctor. And the list goes on. So don't take credit for yourself. This is what Hashem has provided for the person. This is the sense of humility. The himida, again, it's a feeling, it's an attitude within the psyche and within the feelings of the, the heart of the person. Okay, now we're going to develop it a little bit more. We're going to expand on it and what it is in the coming chapters. But let's finish this chapter tonight. And when it settles in, when this feeling, this mida, this feeling within the nefesh within the, within this the soul really the neshama of the person settles in then you'll start seeing how it actually plays itself out you'll start seeing how it expresses itself even in terms of the person's actions so for example mehem from one example will be haloshin haraka you see the person who truly has a humble spirit will talk gently he'll talk in a low voice he won't raise his voice he won't talk gruff he won't talk rough he'll talk gently he'll talk with a a, a low voice as the this uh, reminds us of the 
letter of the Ramban, the Igeras Ramban. Ramban wrote a letter to his son. And in it, he wrote right at the beginning, he says, Tisnaik Tamit, always accustom yourself. And it means ahead of time, prepare yourself for every situation. Ladabe kol dorecha benachas, to speak all of your words gently. Lucholodam, to every person, all people. Whether the people in your home where you're used to already speaking in a certain way, whether the people who you think are just a nuisance, they're annoying, speak gently to every person, the Ramban says. Uvacholais at every time, even when times are tense, even when the person is getting on your nerves, to snipe, accustom yourself to do that. And says the Ramban, you know what you're going to gain by this? Number one, Uvazeti Nasabanakas. With this, you will be able to protect yourself from anger, which is a most serious midarah b'bnei adam, a terrible flaw within a person. And more than that, says the Ramban, when you are saved from anger, tale alibcha midas ha'anova. Then it will be brought into one's heart the midah of humility. So here the Chavazvav is saying that one, one who has humility within his heart, within his spirit, he starts talking gently. And when you continuously talk gently and talk softly, you will then be able to build up your humility as well. But the idea is that when a person is truly humble, he speaks softly, he speaks gently to people. And Rav, Rav Olba, in his Sefer Alei Shur, in Chelek Aleph, in page 42, he writes over there that really a person who lacks self-esteem is a person who feels... He has to raise his voice. He feels, he craves for the opinions of other people. He needs their praise. He needs others to appreciate himself. And when he doesn't have that, he gets angry. He raises his voice. Why? A person who's angry, who gets angry, who shows anger, can't be a humble person. As we'll see, a humble person is someone who is so in tune with himself, so comfortable with himself, and understands himself, he doesn't need praise from others. He doesn't measure his own self-worth by the opinions of others. He doesn't measure his own self-worth by praise from others. He's rather, he's so comfortable with his own self and understanding of his own value that he doesn't need praise from others. The person who only feels valuable by others praising him, by other people applauding him. So when he doesn't get that, he feels helpless. And he gets agitated, he gets angry. And that's why a person who raises his voice and gets angry, it's a, it's a key, it's a, it's a giveaway that that person is, is not a humble person. Because we see he needs the, the, the praise of other people. And we see that a person, even at a time when he does get agitated in a situation, he's able to act with an equilibrium, with a balance and anova. Let's just finish off here with the interesting story that he brings. He also is a person who doesn't take revenge, even though he has the ability to take revenge. There was once a story with one of the kings, a king, a very powerful person. Someone once did, committed a crime, a sin against the king. And therefore he was guilty. They brought the criminal in. They brought the criminal in. And in front of everybody. 
The king says, bring me the shade, bring me the whip. He is supposed to get punished harshly with this whip. But he says to the person, Chai Hashem. He says, I swear by Hashem's name. If not for the fact that I am so angry at you, I would take great revenge against you. But since I'm angry, he says, I can't allow me myself to take revenge, to punish you, because I'm in a, in a state of anger. And when I'm in a state of anger, then it's going to be not punishment, but it's going to be revenge. And here we see a very interesting point. When a person takes revenge, where is that stemming from? What that stemming from is, and this the Mashkiach explained, that a person feels that his gaiva, his arrogance, was shot down by somebody. That person talked nasty to me. That person disregarded me. That person insulted me. I feel that my pride, my arrogance, has been shot down. The only way I feel I can get it back up to par, get it back up to a comfortable place where I feel, is I take revenge. Revenge is the act of trying to restore one's gaiva, one's arrogance. So if a person feels he's taking revenge against somebody, that's because he hasn't yet attained the trait of humility. Revenge, taking revenge from somebody, is because you're trying to get back your own arrogance, to get back the place where you feel is comfortable for you. This king felt that if he's doing punishing the person who was deserving of punishment, if he's punishing the person from a sense of anger, then it's going to be revenge and it's not going to be a punishment. And therefore he pardoned the person. This king said, I don't know any crime that's still worth it to pardon him, to worth it, that's worth it to lose my humility. And as the king understood that if he takes revenge at a time when he's angry, it's not going to come from a place of humility. And therefore he pardoned the person. So we'll hold it over here. It's, we, it's, we've done enough to, a lot to digest just in this peregrishen in terms of understanding what humility is, why a person who has humility feels comfortable in his own skin. On the one hand, he is so comfortable himself, he is so clear of his identity and who he is, and at the same time, he doesn't feel any great self-worth, doesn't feel he's someone who is in need of praise, who deserves praise, who should be praised for all of the great things that he is and that he can do, because he realizes it's not him. It was given to him by Hashem. And because of that, he understands clearly where his place is and what he can do, what he has to do. And from there, a person is able to develop a sense of humility. A good Tanakh and a good Shabbos.